Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 681. And he said you got to get the stinking thinkers out of your life. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Matt Torres. Hey, Matt, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go. I'm all buckled into my Superbird, if I had one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, sounds good to me. Matt Torres is the founder of Southwestern Muscle Car Nationals in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's a show solely dedicated to original and restored muscle cars. He then developed the Super National Show, And for the last 26 years, that show has been one of the largest indoor auto events in the Southwest. Along with his business partner, Reggie Tibbetts, and Reggie's wife, Margaret, the Super Nationals continue to delight visitors from around the country. Over the years, Carol Shelby, Don Garlitz, Cindy Williams, and Henry Winkler were just a few of the featured guests at Super Nationals. They raised money for their local Ronald McDonald House by giving part of the proceeds to this very worthy charity. How cool is that? Well, Matt, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you and your event. Could you take a moment to share a little bit more about this event and your passion for automobiles? Well, this, the Super Nationals uh, grew out of pretty much what was a dare. There had been a tradition at that time when we started Super National, there had been a tradition of about a 40-year tradition of a winter automotive event in Albuquerque. Oh, okay. And it was going to go away. Several shows had come into Albuquerque. Back, some locally organized shows were here. And then Daryl Starbird's Rod and Custom Show came to Albuquerque. And then after that, I believe it was World of Wheels. Yes, it was World of Wheels. And they all had issues and problems about doing a show in Albuquerque. And there was such a huge, wonderful car culture here. I always was involved in it as a young kid, thanks to my dad being such a car guy. Mm-hmm. And then when the show was going to go away, I thought to myself, man, this this show's just got to continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let it die. Yeah, it was just a tradition here in Albuquerque. And so um, out of the necessity and the dare, we pretty much uh, got it up and running. And uh, it's just a fun event. We turned it into a family-oriented event, mm-hmm. and we focused on the family aspects of it. And uh, it's just grown into uh, what we like to call our, our, our neat little winter monster. Uh, yeah, well, monster indeed. And it, you know, it's really fantastic what you guys are doing, and I love the family aspect. That brings a younger generation into the car culture and the car hobby so they can get excited and interested in it. And we're going to learn a lot more about your journey as we go down this path. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for an inspirational quote or some kind of mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Matt, take the wheel. Well, I was working as a – this was when I was in high school. I was working at the local Safeway grocery store. And uh, I had a manager there, and he kind of got me interested in uh, trying to make extra money on the side. Mm -hmm. And and he got me involved in something called Amway. Oh, I remember Amway. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they had some – I wasn't thrilled with selling soap or any Mm -hmm. of the household care products, but 
I always still remember what he said and he and he said you got to get the stinking thinkers out of your life. And those were the negative people that told you you couldn't do this or you couldn't achieve okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the stinking thinkers. <laughs> yeah, and and granted I never did very well with Amway, but <laughs> I've always kept that in mind and stay away from the negative people that say you can't do it and just go out and do it. Yeah, well, what a nice thing for him to do. And oh, yeah, I remember Amway and several people tried to get me involved. I even went to some of these meetings that you had no idea what you were walking into the meeting thinking it was one thing and it ended up being, wait a minute, is this Amway? Yeah. Kind of sneaky, some of the stuff they were doing. But uh, I think they helped people become entrepreneurial in some sense. But uh, better than that, I like the quote that your old boss taught you because it's kind of like the idea of the we are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. You surround yourself with positive thinkers, people that are can-doers versus, ah, it's too hard. You can't do that. That won't happen. I like how the way this integrates back into your dare comment about somebody daring you to do your event and kind of nudging you in a positive way. So really, really nice. Well, how have you incorporated that saying into Super Nationals and how you put on this event? Well, we have to we have to keep the stinking thinkers out of there all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As we're always dealing, we're always dealing with sponsor issues or oh, yeah. uh, trying to trying to get cars to come to Albuquerque that are traveling all the way across the country to be here for our event. So uh, when somebody says, oh, you'll never get Carol Shelby to your event, you'll never get Don Garlitz to your event, <laughs> you've got to think, hey, yeah, we will. We'll get right. them here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's a lot like what I'm doing here with Cars. Yeah, this is still a relatively new podcast and trying to get celebrities or big names on the show. And I hear that a lot. People go, oh, you'll never get him on your show. And I just like to practice polite persistence with people. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. Just keep yeah. trying, 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 and, and that's the way you finally do it. Well, I know that your passion for cars goes back to Matchbox, much like mine. But would you share a story with us that instigated that passion for cars that you have? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you look back when you really knew you were a car guy? Well, I like I've listened to so many of your podcasts, and Thank it you. just seems like we knew – at a very young age yes. that we were going to be car guys and this passion and love that my mom and dad ignited in us more out of bribery, <laughs> you know, to try and get us not to mess up in school or to do our chores. Yeah. I knew it when I was probably five or six when uh, just being able to put a car on the table and just sit there and stare at it and not didn't even have to roll it on the ground or play with it but I could just look at it look at the body lines look at you know the different aspects of mm-hmm. it and just knew how that just it just it just made you excited it made you want to be 15 to get a driver's license <laughs> yeah. so you could drive and then I also knew when this probably wasn't a, a positive aspect of it but I kept getting in trouble in school because I was always drawing cars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did my best. I like to always say I did my best artwork in English class, you know. <laughs> and I just I just knew it was there. I I knew that once the day I started driving that it was going to it was just going to keep going. Oh yeah. My regular listeners have heard this story, but I'll share it with you. I still have my first Matchbox that my dad bought me at the hardware store. It's a red Jaguar XKE coupe. Oh, I love that car. I've got it too. Do you? Okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I still have yeah. mine and it's sitting right here in front of me. And yeah, it's, uh, I've always kept it. I've got all my old Matchbox cars. You know, I always think maybe someday I'll have some grandkids that I can share these with and finally release mm-hmm. them out of their holding pattern they've been in for decades here. So, right. 
Yeah, very cool. Well, Matt, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Putting on an event like you do, oh, is is fraught with challenges, I know. I've had many Concord directors here on the show that have faced many, many challenges. So you you face those similar challenges. But would you share a, a huge challenge or a big failure that you face along the way? And tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum to uh, move on with your event. Well, well, one year... We uh, we got the bright idea to put on a show on Father's Day weekend, mm. and <laughs> we tried it at a new venue, which was the convention center here in Albuquerque, and it was the most beautiful show. The cars we got were just incredible. There was everything from hot rods, custom cars, just incredible motorcycles to beautiful muscle cars. We had everything and it was on it was in in the convention center in Albuquerque and it was uh the new side and it was just huge and it, you could go up to a second level and you could look down on everything and it was just it was an incredible show. But like I said we had got the bright idea to do it on Father's Day weekend. And for that particular evening when we opened the show which was a Friday night, this and this show was not the Super Nationals. This was a show we tried to do during the summer and uh it wasn't anything related to supernationals, but we just wanted to do something away from that winter time frame. So we're trying to figure out that Friday night when we had opened the doors why nobody was showing up. <laughs> and uh, we started to panic a little bit, and we didn't realize the number one watched unadvertised television event was going on in the country that Friday night. We had no idea. We didn't have a TV on there. We were busy trying to put on a show. That event was O.J. Simpson going down the freeway in a white Bronco. Oh, well, how could you plan for that? (laughs) Holy cow. Man. Yeah, so we had no idea that that was going on at the time. So we progressed that weekend to because it kind of took up the airwaves and the news. All the news was focused on what had gone on. So my business partner and I, uh, Reggie Tibbetts, we we went because there was Father's Day events going on that weekend. And so we're going to the uh, zoo over there, putting flyers on the car because the zoo was pretty close to where we were. We were going everywhere where we should have been at the show running our show. We were running all over town, putting flyers on cars and (laughs) just any desperation we could do. And and we ended up having a really good show uh, once Saturday and Sunday came in and we got out of there with our are behind. <laughs> oh, how can you plan for, th- I mean, th- that's a great example. You just can't plan for certain things. I mean, storms, oh. weather, events, they just happen. But it sounds like the takeaway I heard from this is you guys rallied and found some other uh, ways to make people aware of what you were doing so they didn't forget about you so that they right. still attended. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, OJ. Thanks <laughs> a lot, OJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It, it's a time when the headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for a new direction, a new idea, in this case for your event, the Supernationals. Tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, we had been having good success the first few years, and we were trying to just make it into this huge, huge event because we, you know, we're pouring our heart into this and we we wanted to get the attendance up. And uh, we were talking one night and uh, we were just trying to see how can we get this to get out of the old uh, ways of doing business of car shows where it was, you know, more so just kind of a focused event where your car guys were going to come. Yeah. And we were just trying to expand it. And uh, we got the the idea of getting into the local McDonald's restaurants. 
And the way we did that, we had always been a contributor to the uh, the local Ronald McDonald House charities, and we wanted to expand that. And in order to do that, we made the uh, contacts with the uh, local Ronald McDonald Owners Association and, and then just became involved with them and made more of a conscious effort in order for the uh, the stores to be involved and for us to be in their stores with our posters and our promotional ah, okay. materials. Because yeah. of all the traffic that's in there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that was one way that we got to the point where we wanted to turn it into a family event. Then we, another thing we noticed, we were having a few issues with people maybe drinking too much beer and things like that at the events. So we always had little tiny issues that we had to deal with. So we decided, hey, let's make this a dry event. People want to come and bring their families and stuff. So we just took that aspect away from it and just turned it into an event that we was totally focused on the family and for you bringing your kids. We had coloring contests. We have Hot Wheels racing every year that is just gigantic. <laughs> cool. With the, is that with the old orange tracks? Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Yes, yeah. And we just did anything and everything. We have our automotive artists. We have a huge automotive art society here in Albuquerque. And the automotive artists will actually send have like a, about a 30-foot long table with paper on it. And they show kids how to draw cars. Oh, how fun. Oh, it's just – it's gotten huge. And uh, our art show, automotive art show, it's just everything and anything we can do to entice kids – into learning more about cars, to kind of get them away from their phones, get them into you know, their phones and their video games, get them into actually doing something. Right. You right, know, yeah. with their hands, building model cars at the show, artwork, everything. We just turned it into a family event. That was my aha moment, and that turned around the event huge. Oh, great ideas. Sounds absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. I love it. Bravo, bravo. Well, how about proudest moment with your uh, Super Nationals events? I would assume you had many with all the accomplishments and being able to donate to charity, the Ronald McDonald House. Is there one proudest moment that stands out for you that you would share? Yeah, and it really had nothing to do with the gate or or any of the celebrities we brought. One time when we first started producing our television commercial, when we actually got to that level when we could afford to to Mm -hmm. produce a television commercial to promote the show, and I actually saw it on uh, TV, and I was in a restaurant, and our commercial came up, and the people in the next booth didn't you know, know us from anything, and the, the TV was on, and I just heard them, overheard them say, oh, the Super Nationals is coming up again. Oh, good. They were just so looking forward to it, and my wife and I were in the next booth, and they just kept talking about it, and that was just one of those moments where you're you saying to yourself, yeah, wow, yeah, I did it. Yeah, and uh, people knew it, they recognized it, and they were looking forward to going. You ah, know? How cool is that? Yeah, there's, there's something like being able to be a fly in the wall and hearing people other people talk about your event and, and talk positively and be excited about it because you don't you hope that's going on out there but you really don't know for sure because you can't be a fly on the wall everywhere right mm-hmm. that must have made you feel really good well deserved for sure well let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time i would love for you to share your first really special car and maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle Okay, let me think on this one for a second, Mark, because my first car was actually a 71 Plymouth Duster. Okay, I remember the and, Dusters. Yeah, the little logo on the back with the little tornado thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was following in my brother's footsteps because he had, he actually had a 66 uh, Plymouth Valiant. My dad was a Mopar guy. Okay. So he kind of, uh, we kind of fell into his 
you know, yeah. his likings. <laughs> sure. And, um, but actually my, my 71 Plymouth Duster, I loved it. And I made it exactly like my brother's car. He had a Valiant, but then he had a 72 Plymouth Duster, which was a 344 speed. So it was a high performance one that oh, I yeah. never, never dreamed in a million years my dad was going to let him get it, get that car because <laughs> we knew yeah. how much trouble he was going to get into. Uh, yeah. And then for me, having to do everything my, my older brother did, I got the same car, but mine was a 318. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the, the grandma style mm-hmm. of the Duster, but I had to make it exactly like my brother's. It was blue and his was blue. So it was exact carbon copy of it. Cool, so, cool. and, and I, I missed that car, but, uh, that was probably the, the, the fir- first, yeah, car. the first real yeah, special it, one. It wasn't the coolest car, you know, or the r- rarest car. But yeah. But great memories for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, following in your big brother's footsteps. That's cool. Well, you know, you mentioned you missed that car. How about Sellers from Morris? Is there an automobile you've owned over time that you really wish you had back in the garage? Yes. Yeah. Uh, when I was working at Safeway in the grocery industry, a good friend of mine that worked there, his name was Robin Kurth, and he had another friend of his that he had bought a 70 Chevelle SS, a shadow gray 70 Chevelle SS mm, from. Nice. And I just love the car because I'm an all brands man. I mean, my dad and my brother, Mopar guys, and uh, but I've I own everything else. I've liked everything else. But this shadow gray 70 Chevelle SS was just beautiful. It was shadow gray with black stripes, black vinyl top, had the cal induction hood, you know, where you hit the gas and the, the flap opens. <laughs> the flap and, opens up, sure. Yeah, yeah that's cool. It was, it was just, and I hate to use this term when it comes to cars, but it was just the sexiest, most beautiful car. <laughs> and I just loved it. But I had a chance there at a very young age to actually make money on a car, mm-hmm. which was, this was incredible to me. And, and um, I sold the car. And I've I know where it is still to this day, and I I would uh, I would love to get it back because now it's just totally apart in a guy's garage and oh, yeah. uh, it's and the project has never gotten completed again. But it was such a good running car, and it was just I miss that one a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. well maybe maybe you'll get that back someday, and you can restore it, put it back together, and get it back on the road. But uh, we all have those stories. Yeah, I've let cars go that I wish I hadn't. Now that. I did primarily because they, you know, I made some money on them. Somebody offered me what I thought was, wow, that's a lot of dough for that car. So, yeah, go ahead and mm-hmm. take it. But, yeah, you you do kind of miss them. So I understand. Well, let's talk about what has you excited and fired up right now. I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little more about Super Nationals. When does it take place? A little more about it. What's happening at the, the 2017 event so that they can get excited and maybe put into their calendar uh, an adventure in Albuquerque and attend the event? Well, our 26th annual Super Nationals is coming up February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Awesome. And it's just right around the corner. As a matter of fact, uh, we're just so excited about this year's event. We are really proud to have the 2016 Riddler winner that won the Riddler in Detroit which is just an incredible car. It's Billy and Deborah Thomas's uh, 1939 Oldsmobile, old school. Cool. And the car is just incredible. So we're going to have that there. And then we're going to have the Foos Hemisphere. Ah, cool. And I know you were speaking about Chip Foos earlier to when we were talking. Yeah. And uh, this car is just a modern version of a hot rod that uh, Chip built a few years ago. So we're really excited about that. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell our listeners we were chatting in our pre-show chat about Chip. I was supposed to do a show with Chip yesterday, and unfortunately he came down with this flu that everybody has. And uh, his wife called and said, I'm sorry, but he's really sick right now. So Chip will be a guest coming up here on the show, but I, I appreciate you mentioning him. Boy, he's built some fantastic 
fantastic cars. Oh yeah, and last year we had the Imposter, uh, which oh, was yeah. the previous previous year Riddler winner. Yeah, and like I told you, there's a the steps we take and we travel all over the country. My business partner, more so than I, because he's retired now and he does so much traveling to the events. And uh, to have the Riddler winner two years in a row is just incredible for us. Incredible for Albuquerque and our car culture here. Yes, yes. Just the the event, the cars that we're bringing in. But uh, we've we've got so many lined up for this year, and uh, oh, we got a special guest coming this year too. Oh yeah! Last year we had Henry Winkler, the Fonz. <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> and this year we're real excited to have Butch Patrick, Eddie oh, Munster. Oh, Eddie Munster! Oh my gosh, Eddie yeah. Munster! Very cool. Now is he bringing the Munster mobile? <laughs> well, we're we're still working on that. Yeah. The the one issue with the Munster coach is uh it is heavily embedded in a in a car museum. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, we're trying to get that and uh we're we're working on that now. We don't know if it's going to happen, but we're really excited to have Eddie coming in or oh, Butch Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and we're looking forward to that. And uh, then we're going to have the Unsers. The Unsers will be here. Nice. Al and Al Jr., you know, they're residents here in Albuquerque. Yes, yes. And uh, such a huge racing community here in Albuquerque, too, yeah. and in, in New Mexico in general. And uh, we're real excited to have them coming in again. But this year's show is just shaping up. Uh, we're going to have Gil Losey's um, 1956 Plymouth, and he, that car is out of uh, Murrieta, Georgia. And uh, But the car, I believe Gil lives in Phoenix now, but so that's not a far for a haul for them to come in, but the car is just incredible. The reason I like that 56 uh, Plymouth so much, that's what my dad had. Oh, okay. But his was not a convertible, and his was definitely not this level of a custom. <laughs> but we've, my brother and I always loved his 56 Plymouth, and we're going to have it here, or we're going to have Gil Losey's car here, which is just an incredible. It was one of the great eight cars at the Detroit Autorama a few years ago also. Very so nice. it was in the it was in the running for the, the running for the Riddler also. Oh, man. Now, where does the event take place there in Albuquerque? Uh, it takes place at Expo New Mexico, which uh, is the New Mexico State Fairgrounds. Okay. And they, they renamed it a few years ago. It's a real neat venue. It's an older venue, but we use up uh, five separate buildings on wow. the New Mexico State Fairgrounds. So it kind of turns into a tour mm -hmm. of you know, the fairgrounds, every building you go into uh, has one of our different feature cars in it. And we're roughly about 200, 225 vehicles in the entire event. And uh, we usually attract vehicles from uh, 10 different states, usually wow. every year. Wow. And, uh, and it's just, it's an incredibly fun event. We've got model car, an amazing model car contest that goes on every year that also attracts guys from all over different states they bring their model cars here wow have a pretty good uh, uh competition that uh that takes place yeah yeah when i was a kid i would go to the del mar fair because i grew up down in la jolla uh, san diego uh -huh. area california and i remember entering my model cars in the del mar fair model car contest every year it was like a big deal and so much fun but it sounds like a fantastic event and for, for people to learn more about it do you have a website they can go to and, and if so what is that Oh, we sure do. It's thesupernationals.com. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure that that's noted on your Cars yeah show notes page at the Cars yeah website. So people can uh, click on that and check it out. And I would encourage people, if you're going to be in the area or make a special plan to visit. I mean, Albuquerque, New Mexico is such a beautiful place. This time of year, it's really special. So uh sounds like a fantastic event. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Matt. Mm -hmm. If you were a car, what kind of car would Matt be and why? <laughs> 
I think it was, it's definitely a muscle car. Okay. You know, and um, I've, st- I've still got so many. I'm a pack rat of cars. I, I don't get rid of them very often. Good for you. Yeah, which has been thankful. I've got the most wonderful understanding wife in <laughs> the <do>. world. She, <laughs> she's such a car girl. She, she's really into GTOs. Awesome. But I think I would probably be a super bird. Ah, nice. Because I always felt that car just had so much energy. And uh, it's it's uh, obnoxious. It's uh, <laughs> and uh, it's fun and probably a B five blue four forty four forty six pack Superbird. There you go. And the reason I'm going with the six pack, the four forty six pack, is I had a sixty eight Hemi Roadrunner for a while. I didn't have the patience for that car when it when it ran good. It ran really good. Yeah. I'm not a great mechanic. I'm a good restorer, but I'm not a great mechanic. And I and I always had better luck with the six pack than I did with the two four barrels for whatever reason. It's like having an old Jaguar V12. I mean, it's just so hard to tune all those carbs. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. get the car running just right. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I think, yeah, I think I would be a super bird because uh, they just seem like they're busy and they always got to be someplace, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, see, you thought this through and I really appreciate that. Great answer to that question. I think you're the first super bird here, too, which is pretty cool. Oh, good. Out of, yeah, out of 681 guests here on the show. So, uh, very nice. Well, Matt, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jump start a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost jumpstarter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. 
Okay, Matt, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, this probably came from my wife. (laughs) And uh, does it have gas in it? Ah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When when I, you know, kind of uh, when I've been dealing with a car, my my wife, Annette, you know, she'll see me. And uh, if I've got a situation where I can't get it to start or something, she always comes out. She says, does it have gas in it? And I look at her with (laughs) that, that ridiculous look on my face and say, of course it does. Then when she goes back in the house, I double check and uh-huh. make sure it has gas in it. And, yeah. And several times it has not. <laughs> yeah, I won't get into it, but there's a long story about that with my son and I. When we took a five-day road trip and a little Beck 550 Spider I bought, he was eight years old and we ran out of gas. And I thought something was wrong with the car. And he kept saying, Dad, are we just out of gas? And I'm like, no, I'm sure it's something worse than that, you know. And <laughs> finally, <laughs> yep, we were out of gas. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, the other great one. I have a friend of mine, Douglas. Is it plugged in? Why won't this? Why won't this turn on? Is it plugged in? Uh-huh. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your success? I am a habitual note writer and list writer. I ah, yeah. I write down a list every day of what I need to accomplish, mm-hmm. and I always, when I keep a pad and paper by the bed, because I I always wake up. And I always wake up with these amazing ideas. And so always keep a <laughs> paper yeah, and yeah. bed by the bed because when you can't sleep, it just seems like that's when the ideas pop into your head. Exactly. Some of the most successful guests I've had here on Cars, yeah, big business owners uh, use that same technique. They carry a notepad with them or they always have a notepad or they make a list of things to do, uh, goals to accomplish. So that's a great trait to have. How about resources? There's lots of great resources out there these days, but is there one that you could share with our listeners that you really like? Being a Mopar guy, uh, there's uh, one uh, one website that I really like, and uh, it's called Moparts. Mm, yes, uh huh. And it's just got a, such a huge community of Mopar guys, and uh, I like that one a lot. And it's been so helpful to me with restoring, you know, any of my Roadrunners or Chargers or any of that stuff. And that's a great, great resource. And then the other thing that I, I don't get rid of any of my catalogs and stuff like from year one or. Original parts because they always have good detailed pictures of parts, and then you know that you're either putting the right part on or, yeah, taking it off. And then, then my my Hot Wheels and Matchbox collection, I always (laughs) refer to those cars as when I'm looking at for custom type things because I'm not only a a hot rod, rod and custom guy, but I am a a restorer of muscle cars, and Ah. I I like things correct. So I go both ways. I like things bone stock and original, and then I like the custom aspects of everything too. Fun stuff. Very nice. Well, if you could have a drink with anyone who's worked in the automotive field, and this could be a person living or a person that's passed, who would that be? Uh, Peter Brock. Ah, Peter Brock. Well, Peter's a friend of mine. He's been a guest on the show. I could certainly connect you with Peter. He's an awesome guy to sit with. I had the pleasure of sitting on his deck. My wife and I spent the weekend with Peter and his wife, Gail, uh, down in Nevada. And I got to spend an evening sitting out on his deck overlooking the lights of Las Vegas with a nice drink in our hands and uh, listen to stories about the days he worked with Carol Shelby. And oh my gosh, I had to keep pinching myself. How did I get here? This is so cool. So uh, I'll have to connect you two. That's a, a great choice. What is it about Peter Brock that intrigues you so much? Just the projects that he was involved in and yes. just uh, how 
how when they were working on the Daytona and how he didn't really, they didn't really have the resources to even have a drawing table and just yeah. what it took. <laughs> he drew it on for, the floor. <laughs> yeah, he drew it on the floor and then they're bucking it up with, uh, with plywood and, and such an iconic car to be built that way. And it was just amazing what he did with that car. Amazing what he did with the Stingray. Just these iconic automobiles that he was involved in, that he was so immersed in their style, their design, their engineering. The guy just knew everything. And I, I just, I would, I would love to sit down and just talk to him and, and, you know, and it's funny because I know how he, he stated that, you know, Carol Shelby really was not an engineer guy. He would just say, hey, just make it run. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, if you listen to uh, my talk on here on Cars, yeah, a very early show. It was a two, two-part two show. Uh, he talks in depth about the Daytona and the development. So if you want to go back and listen to that show on any of the other oh, listeners, yeah, go back to uh, the Cars, yeah, website. Just type Peter Brock in the search bar and you, those, those two shows will pop up and you'll get a lot of inside stories about that event. But uh, very Nice. Yeah, Peter's an awesome guy, and uh, he's got some great books he's published about his uh, work and past, and uh, very, very interesting guy. So I'm glad you mentioned Peter. That's great. I'll have to oh, connect. Yeah. I'll have to connect you too. Well, and how about a book? Speaking of books, is there a book that you've read that you think our Carshall listeners should crack open and read as well? Well, yeah, and it's it's funny because um, my wife will attest to this. I don't read a lot of books, uh-huh. and uh, they're more so car magazines, you know. Yeah, I got That's, it, yeah. I get a yeah. few of those. I got stacks yeah. sitting here around me. And, and the book is really non-automotive related, but okay. it's, it's so good for life. And it's uh, Every Day a Friday, and it's by Joel Olstein. And the book is just, it's not, un, you know, everybody thinks that Joel is being, you know, an over, you know, uh, religious, and he is religious. Uh-huh. But uh, the book is just, the, the title just intrigued me because Friday was always just my favorite day of the week because, yeah. you know, we're getting ready for uh, cartoons tomorrow morning or the Brady, <laughs> the Brady Bunch tonight. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You know? So Friday was just, that's a party day, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody, and still to this day, it seems like, and, and it's stated, you know, people are 10 to 25% happier on Friday and that's a <laughs> Act and yeah. the the title of the book just intrigued me, and it it was just on how to stay inspirational not only to yourself and your family but to your friends and just how to stay in that positive mode very all the nice. time. Yeah, very um, nice. Well, that's the first time that book's been recommended, and I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources Matt has shared on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com/slash Matt Torres T O R R E S. And there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where there's, gosh, close to a thousand books there. It's right on the Cars Yeah website under resources. Just click on that and you'll find quick, easy clicks to all the books that the great guests I've had here on Cars Yeah, including Matt Torres, have recommended to our listeners. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Matt, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car, one really cool play car in your garage, but money's no object, I'll buy you whatever you'd like. What would that car be? And more importantly, why? Well, you know, I have such a, a varied view of this because <laughs> I'm an American muscle car guy. 
And then, but then I love the hot rods and the customs so much. And so it, I had to, I had to think about this one a little bit and it had to, it came down to two, but I'll, I'll narrow it down to one, but I'll tell you my reasoning for, okay. for the two. The first one, of course, is the Batmobile from the TV series <laughs> because when I saw that car and the Bat, Batman used to come out, I think it was on, was it on Tuesday nights? I don't remember, but I watched them. I remember watching them. I'm, I'm one of those weird people that remember the nights. But <laughs> but I remember seeing that car, and I was like, oh, my God, that is just the most incredible car, you know, being a little kid. So I remember, you know, we had to have the, the Corgi. Uh, remember the Corgi cars that I were have, a little bit bigger? I, than, I yeah. still have mine, the Batmobile Corgi, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I had to have that. And then I, I don't remember. I think we got that as a Christmas gift one year. But I just love that car so much. I used to love seeing it come out of the Batcave and that little Exactly. And that car was just just so cool. And the, the TV series was fun, you yeah, know. And, yeah. and so I love that car. I love the history of it. Now I, I really appreciate the history of it, what it was. You know, it was that the Futura. Yeah, the concept, Futura. Yeah, car. Concept car. Yeah. So it's down it was down to that one and another car that was huge when I was a little kid, and it was the Lamborghini Mira. Ah, the Mira, yes. I just love the looks of that car. I thought it was one of the most beautiful cars ever designed. And so it came down to those two because I that I had the little yellow one. I don't know if you remember the Matchbox one. had the red interior. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I just always loved that car. And uh, my brother and I, when we would – We'd play with our Matchbox cars. And I didn't tell you, mention this to you, but they, all our Matchbox and Hot Wheels that we had as kids are in the, the neutral zone still at my mom's house because we have <laughs> not been able to figure out how to separate them. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> so she still is uh She's the overseer referee of the Matchbox collection. That's the Matchbox funny. and Hot Wheels, yeah. Well, we yeah. got to narrow this down because I can't let okay. you get away with two cars. So, okay, that's a tough one. <laughs> can to, I be the, no, you can't be the first guest No, because cars. I've got six. <laughs> 180 people before you that'll call me and go, what's up with Matt? Why is he so special? And I'm not. So the Lamborghini Mira or the Batmobile, which will it be? Um, we'll go with my dad's 56 uh, Plymouth. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. I decide between those two, so my dad's 56 Plymouth. 50, oh, gosh. Well, you threw me for a loop on that one. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something fun. I got to spend a day with the classic Batman, Adam West himself, shooting him in a photo shoot with one of the first three original Batmobiles. Oh, wow. And it was a really special, actually two days I spent with Adam. Uh, he's just a tremendously kind, nice guy. And everybody knows who he is, old and young. It's pretty amazing how his legacy has continued. Of course, his, uh, you know, the voiceover he does for the TV cartoon show helps with that. But Wonderful day, wonderful time. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to take the car out. It wasn't running. I really wanted to go for a ride with him in that car, but the owner said the car's not running right now, so I'm sorry we can't take it out. But I uh, got to take, you know, spend time with him. Just awesome guy. And yeah, I built the Matmobile model myself. But the Lamborghini mm-hmm. Mira too. Oh my gosh, ah, it has a special place in my heart. So, but you threw They're me for gorgeous. a loop. But uh, <laughs> you saved me a ton of money today because it's going to be a lot cheaper to get your dad's car than the Batmobile or a Mira. So. Well, believe it or not, a 56 Plymouth is super, super hard to find. And word out was the design of the 57 Chevy was actually ripped off from Plymouth off of that 56 Plymouth. I don't know how true that is, but 
there's probably one 56 Plymouth for every 157 Chevys. Wow. So, it, and it's a beautiful little car. But I don't, if you, you might, if you can find me one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start looking for you, Matt. Don't worry. It's going to be, I think, a little easier than trying. I mean, I know where there's Batmobiles, but trying to get someone to part with them, you know, and Lamborghini yeah. Muras. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to write a yeah. big golfer's check for that one. So, yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt. You've taken me on an awesome ride today, and I really enjoyed learning more about you and the Super Nationals Car Show, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you head off into the sunset in that 56 Plymouth? <laughs> yes, just uh, something my, my mom has instilled in me forever, and my wife too, and they both are just so, they're so passionate about your passion. And uh, they uh, say, always follow your passion, and your passion will never misguide you. It might get you in trouble. It <laughs> yeah. might get you arrested. <laughs> you might get a ticket out of it, but it'll never misguide you. Great advice from uh, two smart ladies in your life. And what's the best way, again, for our listeners to learn more about Super Nationals? Our website is up and running, as always, and that is thesupernationals.com. Awesome. Great. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to that website and everything Matt has shared on his very own show notes page at carsyacom slash Matt Torres. Just type Matt in the search bar. His page will pop up. I would encourage you to check out what he's doing. If you're going to be in the Albuquerque area, February, is that the February 3rd, 4th, did you say? 3rd, 4th, and 5th and at Expo awesome. New Mexico. Absolutely, mm -hmm. at Expo uh, New Mexico. Make sure you check it out. It sounds like a fantastic event. Matt, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences and adventures with me and the Cars Yacht listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It, it was a, it was a blast. I've been looking forward to it. And uh, get on the get on the site and just start start listening to everybody's interviews. They're so motivational and fun. <laughs> They're a blast. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. The pleasure's been all mine. Chrome and Elegance, coming up April 28th. Enjoy some of the world's most prized car collections, wine tasting, and luxury receptions while driving toward a cure for Parkinson's disease. To register or donate, click drivetowardacure.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.